0: Love Talk Radio Urban Glory Radio Simply Glory On the understanding of the concepts of faith in a broad sense tonight, let's pray Father, we thank you Lord for this day, knowing that this is the day that you have made and we rejoice and are glad We thank you for another opportunity to worship you in spirit and in truth It is the authority of your word that gives me confidence to make boldly known the mysteries of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I do lean and depend on the Holy Spirit as educator and guide to give me clear articulation of speech and deliberation of thought. As I make manifold known the wisdom of God, Holy Spirit, I say, have your way. Do what only you can do. Anoint your people to hear what the Spirit says to the church. Father, in everything that shall be accomplished and revealed tonight, you be glorified. We thank you for divine utterance and divine understanding. And ultimately, Father, your unique spirit will cause people to grow and thrive in an uncommon era of faith. And we thank you that the lesson tonight will cause that faith to come by hearing and hearing by your word. As we give priority to your word tonight, you be glorified in everything. It is in the name of Jesus that we do praise you and give you glory. In Jesus' precious name, amen. If you're listening by Internet and you need to get off the Internet for any reason, you can also listen by phone by dialing 347-237-5424. Again, that's 347-237-5424. And we thank you for listening to, to tonight. I want to open up in a passage uh, found in Hebrews. Hebrews, the book of Hebrews. Amen. The 10th chapter. Having therefore, brethren, boldness, verse 19, to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus and by a new and living way which he has consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh. And having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast to the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful, that promise. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and good works, not forsaking the assemblies of ourselves together as the matter of some is, but exhorting one another, and it will so as much more as you see the day approaching. Amen. Let us draw near to God with a sincere and a full heart of full assurance of faith, and that's what we want to deal with tonight, having full assurance by understanding the concepts of faith. Of course, you know Habakkuk 2.4, Romans 1.17, Galatians 3.11, and Hebrews 10.38 all declare that the just shall live by faith. The message of the Bible is summarized in the following statement. God is the creator of the universe and has set about to establish a relationship with mankind that originally served, uh, that originally starved and was sheltered because of sin. Salvation comes about when believers exercise their faith in the, the Lord Jesus and their relationship is maintained to come ultimately to the confirmation as followers of Jesus Christ to continue and maintain trust and actions that govern, that are governed by Him, and to seek and to reflect His character in the world, as reflected in the Bible. Therefore, faith has three dimensions. Number one, faith refers to belief and trust in Jesus for salvation. Secondly, faith refers to the ongoing commitment and trust in Jesus Christ after conversion, especially as it preserves through, uh, perseveres rather through suffering. So number one is faith is is belief and trust in Jesus and of course acting on that belief and then two also developing perseverance through suffering. Finally, faith um, is with a definite uh, with a definite article refers to the doctrine behind what we believe and exactly um, coming from the source of Jesus Christ and each I Aspect identifies us to living faith because it reflects the God we serve as being alive and well within us. Point number one tonight, faith is dependent. Faith as trust in Jesus Christ for salvation. The New Testament affirms that believers must exercise faith because without faith we cannot be saved. The Apostle Paul states, the way we are saved is by believing in Jesus, Ephesians 2, 8, 8 says, For so by grace you, are we saved through faith. And again, it affirms that if we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart the Lord Jesus and that God raised Jesus from the dead, we shall be saved, according to Romans ten nine and 10. Faith is an attitude of total trust and dependence upon God. And the reason we can depend upon God is because he is worthy of our trust. The psalmist declares that the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and my horn of my salvation, my stronghold. Psalm 18 and 2. I have trusted in the Lord and I have not faltered. Psalms 26 and 1. Faith is the opposite of arrogance and self-confidence is reflected in Psalms 3-5, or rather Proverbs 3-5, 28 and verse 26. And again, believers can depend on God. Because he is trustworthy The attitude of total Dependence upon God Is demonstrated by his disciples In the gospel For the example of the gospel of John Was written for the uh, Written with the goal that we might Put our faith in Jesus As the only begotten son of God And receive eternal life Of course you know John 3.16 Tells us that for God so loved the world That he gave his only begotten son That whosoever will believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. You can also refer to uh, John six twenty nine 29, uh, and 47, and then John 20, verse 31. The concept of faith is so prevalent in John's gospel that some New Testament <coughs> scholars, <coughs> excuse me, is, is, is um, dubbed it or coined under the phrase the gospel of belief. After exercising that initial faith and trust in Jesus, Jesus' followers are exhorted to continue in their commitment until he comes again. In the midst of his sermon on the mount, Jesus warns his disciples against worry. Since God feeds the birds and clothes the grass, we can rest confident that our Heavenly Father will feed and clothe us. Failure to acknowledge and act upon this, Assurance demonstrates a lack of faith. You can refer to uh, Matthew six twenty-five to thirty-four. After calming the, red, the the calming the storm of the wind on the Sea of Galilee, Jesus rebukes his disciples. Where is your faith? Luke eight twenty-two through twenty-five. At the end of the parable of the unjust judge, Jesus poses the rhetorical question. When the Son of Man cometh, shall he sign faith on the earth, Luke 18 and 8. In each of these places, Jesus is encouraging his followers to maintain their initial commitment and order for the kingdom of God despite difficulty. Although Jesus' disciples do not always serve as the best models of faith, the good news is that God can even use people of little faith if they are willing to allow their faith to grow. Matthew 28, 16 through 18 gives the example of the mustard seed. Now, as we will learn in, in studying faith, faith in Jesus will cast out fear and empower believers to be bold witnesses. The first example is Stephen, who was a less Selected to serve as one of the seven initial deacons in Jerusalem at, at the church, at the onset of the church. He is described by Luke as a man of good repute, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom. Of course, Acts 6 3 and verse 10 uh, validates that, and full of faith in verse 5. It is because of these defining characteristics that Stephen is able. To give bold witness of the saving works of God through Jesus, in Acts 7. As a result of the Spirit empowered witness, Stephen dies for his faith, in Acts 7:54 through 60. In addition, Philip, who is likewise described as a man of good repute, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, in Acts 6:5, was guided to give witness of his faith in Jesus to the eunuch from the north Africa. And, of course, you know that also sparked a a revival amongst the Gentiles at that time. So faith is dependence. It is trust in Jesus Christ for salvation and also perseverance through sufferings and trials and circumstances. Uh, The theme for this this concept of faith is that faith is demonstrable. Faith is actionable after salvation. This brings us into a admonition that true faith is alive not dead genuine faith is action based and action oriented and indeed the apostle James asserts that such uh, such over and against those who would want to affirm that a simple faith assertion of belief or assent to a set of creeds is sufficient to demonstrate that one is in a right relationship with God. One in the recurring motives in James' letter is is that believers should be doers of the word and not just hearer only, of course, James 1.22 says that. The person who refuses to put the words of the gospel into practice is deceiving himself. On the other hand, James promises that one who puts their feet to the words of Jesus would be blessed in james one twenty five Living faith is demonstrated in practical ways is what James refers to, such as visiting the orphans and the widows in verse twenty seven and keeping oneself unspotted or unstained from the world in twenty seven b and and in chapter four, of James verse four, not showing partiality. In James chapter two, verses one through thirteen, and controlling one's own tongue. In James chapter three, James concludes then that faith, if it hath not works, is dead. James two seventeen and James two twenty and twenty six. Abraham, and and um, is also another. Illustration as to how faith operates. And Rahab are examples combining faith and works because genuine faith produces works. Amen. When James said that believers are saved by works and not by faith alone in James 2.24, he is not contradicting the teachings of Paul. Paul is asserting that how one gets saved is not by works of the law, but rather faith alone. However, when one is justified and comes into right relationship with God, the Spirit will energize the good works within that person. According to Romans 12-14, through Galatians 5-16-25, both apostles would agree that the foundation is the same, namely justification by faith in Jesus only. And both agree that genuine faith will be demonstrated by works. Therefore, we are not saved because we do good works, but rather we will perform deeds of righteousness because we are saved. To use the words of of the Reformation theologian John Calvin, we are saved by faith alone, but that faith that saves is never alone. And our third point tonight, we want to talk about faith not only being dependable, not only being demonstrable, but also being a determination as a regard to keep our faithfulness. A recurring theme we see in the New Testament is that persecution inevitably follows conversion. Not too long after accepting Jesus Christ as Lord, the followers of Jesus will be persecuted because of their faith in him. Nevertheless, believers are constantly exhorted to maintain their commitment to Jesus in spite of the persecution and remain faithful to him. The theme of faith as faithfulness is most clearly seen in the book of Hebrews. Evidently, the believers are being actively persecuted, and their initial zeal for the faith has begun to wane and some wandering from from the fellowship. The aim, therefore, of this work in Hebrews, especially in chapter 10, which we open up with, is to motivate the commitment of believers to maintain their faith in the Lord Jesus in spite of their persecution. In other words, for the writer to the Hebrews, real faith is faithfulness to Jesus even through the most difficult times. Hebrews is structured by alternating instruction and exhortation in the light of what God, through Jesus, has done to effect salvation for us. And therefore, we should live
1: according
0: to faith. As we open up the lesson, the just live by faith. A key to Hebrews 10 uh, is that we have to therefore do not throw away our confidence because in there lies great recompense of reward. Hebrews 10.35 introduces us to that. And confidence and contentment equals endurance to following uh, through uh, the terms of faith our fullness in God. And the great reward is that the eschatological blessing that they will receive for faithfulness to Jesus when he returns will be rewarded but my righteous one shall live by faith. And if he shrinks back, my soul has no pleasure in him. Hebrews 10.38. But we are not of those who shrink back and are being destroyed, but of those who have faith and keep their souls. Hebrews 11.1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Clearly faith in this in this text in Hebrews and in Hebrews 11 uh, to, to, and throughout the book of Hebrews have more to do with maintaining faithfulness to Jesus with the initial commitment to trust him, not only for salvation, but for practical living, which brings us to our fourth point. And our fourth point is this. Faith is not only dependable, it's not only demonstrable, it's not only uh, a determination to be faithful, but faith is also a doctrine, a teaching, a law uh, to govern one's conduct. Faith as as a core and a a confirmation of our conviction of beliefs. Periodically through our New Testament, the apostles will refer to the faith as a definite article, the faith. In other words, they are specifying a certain body of core beliefs that must be affirmed. They call it the Apostles' Doctrine or the Gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ or the Law of Christ. And this is clearly demonstrated in some of the writings of Paul. For example, Paul quotes of his persecution as saying, He who once persecuted us is now preaching the faith he once tried to destroy. In Galatians 1.23, in other words, that the message of the kingdom of God uh, that would be being spread by the 12 and the earliest followers of Jesus Christ was the teachings that were attempted to, uh, that the world was attempting to eradicate. But again, without allowing the qualifications for uh, any leader in the church, through this epistle, um, Paul's protege, Timothy, think that they must hold to the mystery of faith with a clear conscience, First Timothy 3, nine, And he continues to warn his readers, amen, that the spirit speaketh expressly, that some in the latter times will depart from the faith by giving heed to deceitful or seducing spirits. According to First Timothy 4:1, so the teachings of demonic origin being spread throughout Ephesus are oppositions to the doctrine that is for, uh, to be proclaimed by Timothy, Paul's protege. And the same contrast is reflected in Timothy 5:8 and 6, 1, and 6,10, 12 and 21, and Second Timothy chapter one verses 13 and chapter four verses seven. In the historical context of false teachers, the Apostle Jude warns us readers to contend for the faith which was once all delivered to the saints in Jude, verse 3. Emphasizing contending for the faith, the oppositions that come as a a, a part of the opponents to the early apostles, required that people would look in and depend on God to give them validation, and examples for faith. So the faith are those core doctrines to which all believe and are expected to get uh, a, a sense or reflected in the various creeds of the church, which include the eternal existence of God, the sin and total depravity of the people, and the redemption that comes as a result of that depravity, and the virgin birth astounding death and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus as the Son of God, and then also faith in Jesus as the only means of salvation and also the coming of the Lord. So faith is clearly one of the most important teachings of the Bible, for without it we can neither be saved nor please God, and we must depend on Jesus for salvation indeed. And there is no other means of being cleansed or forgiven of sin except through and by the Lord Jesus. And after exercising faith in Jesus, believers will give evidence of being in right relationship with him. And by doing good works, God will recognize them and bless them. Christians are encouraged to maintain their commitment to Christ, even when persecution and temptation and temptation so easily. He said, because the just shall live by faith and not by sight. My prayer for you today is that you would have learned of the basic fundamentals of faith and why faith exists and give definitions of faith and go into the reality of faith and how it helps us endure through persecution and develop dependence and develop our belief system around the authority that comes only in by and through the Lord Jesus Christ. And perhaps something was said today that provoked you to to search deeper. To keep listening to programs like this that will give you a systematic study of the Word of God that you can come back with answers and be always able to give an answer for the hope that lies within you. Well, there may be some that are listening today that have never confessed Jesus as Lord. Sometimes you can be presented a presentation about the Lord Jesus and you just simply need to know that it's a journey that's taken that unfolds to glorious mysteries that we are always learning and, pu- and, pu- and pursuing, but we're coming into this knowledge of the truth because we have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, and we are empowered by his spirit to live and have our reality. So you may not have confessed the Lord Jesus as Lord. And as we read earlier in the lesson, Romans 10, 9, and 10, says that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and that God raised him from the dead. You shall be saved. For so with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Would you repeat after me? I confess with my mouth. And I believe in my heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and that God raised Jesus from the dead. I thank God for the work that he did for me at Calvary. Now, if that was your first time, please let us know. Go on to the prayer line. We have a 24-hour prayer line that's advertised on the Blog Talk Radio site, and there's also other means by which you can get some pertinent information as to to the organization. And, of course, you can always call us at 202-630-4842. Again, that's 202-630-4842. And if this is your first time, let us know that you just gave your life to the Lord as a result of something teaching. Now, Father, we thank you, Lord. And not only are they saved because of confession, but they are illuminated by your spirit. We pray that the illumination of the Holy Spirit will invade their territory, and then they come into a great awareness that you'll be able to sense and feel and express their love and adoration towards you, and also their commitment towards you and their conduct and their conviction and their commitment to the things of God. Holy Spirit, we seal them into the day of redemption, and we thank you for your great presence being manifested and evident in the life of the fruit that shall come as a result of this harvest.